Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. We are getting started with probably one of the most important topics in the world of real estate, which is lead follow-up. This is called No Lead Left Behind. And some of you just thought, oh no. And some of you got, wait, no, I like this idea. Whatever your opinion was, whatever it is, it's okay, right? We're going to have some fun. I promise to make the subject of lead follow-up more exciting than you've ever possibly thought. Actually, I'm not going to set the standard that high. I'm hoping to teach you at least one thing about lead follow-up that'll make you more money, help sell more houses less time. How about, is that fair? Those of you I can see on camera, Katie and Judy, is that fair? Connie. All right, cool. If you guys are here with me, please turn your camera on so I can see you. Michael Lopez, Deborah, Craig. Thank you guys. I, I, this is, it makes me feel like I'm like back hanging out with real people, right? Some of us were in Dallas last week and it was really fun to see human beings again. If, if it makes you feel more comfortable to turn your camera on, hold on. If this helps you turn your camera on, I'm going to put a mask on just so you know. All right. Our show is now COVID friendly where you can turn your camera on. I got a mask on. You guys are safe. No. All right. Never mind. Too soon, too soon. Craig's putting his shirt on. Cool. So we're diving in, guys. We got a lot to cover in 30 minutes. This is a training I used to do with every agent that has joined my sales team for the last like 15 years. And it's on the subject of lead follow-up. By a show of hands, those of you I see on camera, how many of you are like, dude, I'm an expert at lead follow-up. I rock it. Raise your hand. Craig, I believe that about you, Craig. How many of you are like, you know what? I'm not an expert, but I know I really... It's where you make your money. How many people believe that statement? All right, cool. I happen to be wired that I am, I'm, I'm really naturally good at lead follow-up. Just going to tell you right now, but I reverse engineered what I did and figured out a way that you can do it. Even if you're not naturally good at it and you don't have a system right now, I'm going to give you some easy steps that no matter what piece of technology you use, it doesn't matter what CRM you are in. I'm going to give you some things that you can put into action to improve your lead follow-up game today. Fair? This is piggybacking on Ogi Penev's topic from last week, which was also talking on lead follow-up. I was inspired to be like, okay, Ogi's got all these good rules on like who, where to call first. If you haven't seen that one from last week, please go back and watch that. Um, but I'm going to jump in here. And if you guys have any questions, please stop me. It's why we do this live instead of just having me roll on indefinitely. So let me make sure you can see my screen. Hold on. And credit to Rents in our back office team who I sent this to him at 11 p.m. last night. I woke up this morning and I had a presentation. So how cool is that? That's, that's leverage, right? Thank you, Rents. Thank you, Brent, on the editing team. Can you guys see my screen here? All right, I'm going to go back and forth between the presentation. And if you're listening to the audio later on the recording, don't worry, I'll say it out loud. But uh, they are some pretty cool visuals. So thank you, Rents, for making some cool visuals. All right, I want you to write this down, even if you've heard me say this before. I texted with my buddy Long Doan the other day, and I said, Long, where's this quote from? Did I make this up? And he said, I think you might've made it up. So I'm taking credit for this one. Duplicatable systems bring duplicatable results. If you're not driving, write it down. Duplicatable systems bring duplicatable results. It's one of the mantras I live my life by. Some of you have really good memories. Some of you are really good at follow-up or generally good at follow-up because you just remember to do things and you just do it. Does anyone fall into that camp? Type in the box, raise your hand. If you're like, look, I'm just pretty good at this. I remember to do things. I just keep up with everything. Anyone fall in that camp? Danny kind of, no, no one else. Okay. You guys just either don't do follow-up. Cool. I'm actually naturally really good at follow-up and anybody who falls in that category, 
it's going to hurt you more than it helps you. And here's why. Because you're going to max out at the capacity you can remember and do in a large basis as your pipeline gets bigger and bigger. And I don't care if you're talking about buyers, sellers, recruiting agents, doesn't matter. It's all the same, right? So if you're going to start maxing out, you've still got to put in some sort of system in place. And that's where this duplicatable systems brings duplicatable results ties in. All right. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. How about how many of you have heard this one? Raise your hand. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. This is the opposite of lead follow-up. Okay. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is a great concept for marketing people to take trips to Vegas. This is my version. If it's not in the CRM, it didn't happen. You got to log it in some system or some piece of technology. And right now I just lost half you guys because you're like, I, I don't want to do that. Okay. Everything I'm about to teach you is optional. And in case you're like, dude, I just, I've tried to use a CRM before. You can't possibly inspire me to use it. I'm going to give you a very simple rule that if you get nothing else from this day, this will help your follow-up game. Ready for this? When someone pops into your head, a past client, a buyer, a seller, a referral, whatever else you need, I want you to text email or call them in the moment where they pop into your head. If you just do that, forget about everything else I'm going to teach you. That one thing, putting that into action now, you can forget everything else. I mean, the rest I'm going to teach you will help make you money. And it's going to be good stuff. But that one rule, I've lived by it for years. I believe there is a reason why someone pops into your head. You can get all, all Eastern and woo-woo like Connie and me. We have these deep talks, right? There's a reason why you're picking up on something the universe is throwing at you. Or maybe there's a real scientific reason because something jogged your memory to remind you of someone and there's a real physical connection. Who knows? But if you just reach out to people as they pop into your head, you don't put them on a list. You don't task yourself to do it later because that tax your brain with something that it's just another thing to weigh you down. It takes you 30 seconds. It takes you 10 seconds. Shoot a quick Facebook message, a text message. Hey, you just popped into my head thinking about you. How's your world? End it with an open-ended question, right? If you want to spark a conversation, if your goal is just to tell them you're here, end it with a period. If you want to spark a conversation, end it open-ended. I send out this text message. I guarantee at least one of you has gotten this text message before where I say, Hey, you just popped into my head. How's life? Question mark. How's biz? Question mark. Anyone got one of those texts from me? Right. What Connie has, right? Craig has. I, I said, I write some version of that a lot. I get bored and I change it up, but just asking that question, it shows you care about them. It's going to open a conversation. I, almost guarantee you, if you just do that for the next month, ah, heck, make it a week. Every time someone pops into your head, you message them. Potential client, past client, sphere, agent you want to recruit, doesn't matter. You're going to generate business. If someone take that on for the next week and report back to me. Okay, let me know. Connie's going to do it. All right, that's the game you're going to play. Back to the task at hand now. If it's not in the CRM, it didn't happen. I used to say this one, if it's not in the CRM, maybe it doesn't exist. I got that from Craig Proctor in 2004. Guess what? Nothing has changed since 2004. I don't know whether you love Craig Proctor. You've never heard of him. It doesn't matter. He's a smart man. He knew what he's talking about. So I used to have this written on my wall. So if you want to write this down, I literally had this hand scrawled message. I don't know if my mom is listening this morning. My mom has been my business partner for 17 years. I literally remembered writing it on this ugly piece of paper in my terrible handwriting and taping it to her wall. Cause I was trying to, we had this conversation of like, you got to put it in the CRM. If you make a phone call to someone and you don't log that it happened and there's automated ways to do this, I don't care what platform you use, there's automated ways to make the phone call through the CRM that we don't even have to think about writing it down. Who can come off mute and tell me why I say if it's not in the CRM, it doesn't exist. Anyone got, got an opinion on that? Because you'll never be able to keep it in your head. Thank you, Craig. 
How many times, Craig, you've been doing this for a long time. You work with a lot of sellers. How many times over the years have you had clients who have similar names or potential leads, right? Oh, tons. And a day later, you remember, well, I talked to Tommy on 123 Main Street, but I didn't talk to Tommy on Banana 22 Street. Well, I'm just making them streets, right? And you know it a day later, a week later, still remember it. Two weeks later, not so fuzzy. A month later, wait, which Tommy did I talk to? I don't remember who was what. Within a couple of months, you got no idea who you've talked to. Your brains are not that good. And you don't even want them to be, even if they are that good. So please commit to that thing. If you commit to one thing only, that's what I want you to commit to. Well, it's, it's funny. <clears throat> I had no idea you were talking about this. So on our, we do our team call right before this call. And this is literally what I talked about. It's how many deals that, I, that just came to me automatically because my CRM telling me to call somebody that I completely forgot about. Right. And, and guys, if you're on Craig's team, if you didn't listen to Craig when he said it a few minutes ago, because you're used to hearing his voice, <laughs> listen to me when I'm saying it now. I'm serious. That's, that's why consultants make so much money. You could say the same thing over and over to your crew. And then you bring in someone from another city who flies in on a plane with a briefcase and stands in front of your people. They say the exact same thing. Like, that guy's really smart. You're like, I've been saying this for months. What, why are you not listening to me? So I got a microphone. Listen to me. If you're not going to listen to your own team later, but Craig is a smart man. All right, cool. So what Craig is talking about when the CRM tells you what to do, this is CRM agnostic. It does not matter what you're using unless you are using hold on, pads of post-it paper. This will still kind of work, but that's probably not very effective. Other than that, most of you, a lot of you guys are with eXp. We get KV core as a free CRM. It's an amazing tool. You get just being part of your brokerage. Those of you with other brokerages, you probably get something too. It doesn't matter what it is. Just pick a CRM and it ties into this concept of the external brain, the external brain. All right. This is one of the play along at home parts. Everybody point to your head. Okay. This is the internal brain. That's your real brain. Okay. What is the external brain? You can take your hands out. I just want you to, this is part of it, right? Fun on zoom. So the external brain is a concept from, uh, G T D G T D bonus points for anyone who can come off mute or type in the chat box and tell me what G T D stands for. It's like a, it's like a cult movement. Anyone know? If not, this would be fun. All right, cool. Or you guys are, don't want to guess G T D is getting things done. Getting things done. Zach, if you're listening and you want to drop a, I think we have it on our resources page. If you want to drop a link to the Agent Power Huddle book list, if it's not on there, just drink, drop a link to that book. Amazing book called Getting Things Done. Nothing to do with real estate, all to do with productivity. Probably one of the top productivity books I've ever read. And I actually read the whole thing. Most books I read like part of it. This one, like I read it. And there, if you Google it online, you start looking, there are cults of people. I say cult because they have such a wild enthusiasm for this book that it's, it's borders on cult-like, but it will teach you exactly how uh, to do it. Thank you, Zach. He just dropped in the chat box, agpbooklistcard.co. Is that our site? Oh, good. That works. There you go. agpbooklist.card.co. I think we have another URL to that one. There was probably a redirect somewhere, which is like the agent collective book list, maybe. I don't know. Something like that there, but that, that book is in there getting things done. Um, and here's the concept of the external brain. The external brain is your brain in your head that I had you point to is good for a few things. It's good for keeping you safe, right? It's good for connecting people. It's good for empathy, hugs. It's good for fun. It is good for remembering things, but if you have to put brain power to remembering something, it's taking away brain power from the other more important things like making decisions and things you want to use it for. Does that make sense, guys? 
So if you can task something outside of your head, your external brain, that's your CRM with the important tasks of remembering who to call, when to call them, how to do it, you're going to be a thousand times better and your life will get better, right? My mantra is sell more homes in less time while creating an amazing life. This is part of the whole create an amazing life part. Get this stuff out of your head. Let your computer tell you what to do or your, or your task list. And remember, worry about the important stuff. Does this make sense, guys? Okay. You like the concept of the external brain? Cool. So let's, let me give you some actual to-dos of how to do it. Oh, I got the wrong screen up now. Let me go back to my presentation. Here we are. View, present. And while I'm changing over, anyone got questions, things you want me to, to go over? All right. Let's get some definitions. These again, guys, are the next 10 minutes are going to be tactical information that you can put into use regardless of what CRM you use today. So I have to give you a few definitions. What is a conversation? A conversation is a two-way dialogue between you and the client. Something more than, I can't talk right now, okay? Or something more than you sent a text and, they, and their response was, You guys hear that, right? All right. So when I started teaching this in 2007, eight, I don't know when the first time I taught no lead left behind was, a conversation used to only be a phone call, okay? These days, a conversation could most likely be a text message in an interchange, a, an, 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 a DM on Instagram or Facebook, a TikTok video back and forth, Snapchat videos. I don't care what it is, Marco Polo, like some sort of two-way dialogue. Does this make sense, guys? Because a lot of the times I'm not talking today about the cadence of how often you call, when to call, that sort of thing. That's a different training. And there's no right answer these days. We had uh, some of the people from uh, some of the top ISAs in the country come on and say, they don't call anybody anymore. They just text. They text, 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 and occasionally pick up the phone. I still like picking up the phone. Pick, pick your poison. Decide what you want. Either way, that's the definition of a conversation. All right. So what happens if they don't pick up the phone? I want to walk you guys down a flow chart here of options. When I say pick up the phone, again, I could also be saying, what happens if they don't respond to a text message? What happens if they don't respond to a video text? So what happens if they don't, if there's no conversation? I suppose that I should change this to say, what happens if they don't have a conversation? You make the confused face that that guy on the screen is making, and this is what you do. You got, oh, I got, I, this is my slide for this one. So if they don't pick up the phone, all you're going to do is work whatever rule you have in your current system that makes them come back up again automatically for another attempted reach out, right? I don't like to set rules for this because I like to build them into my CRM. This is why it depends on which platform you're using, but figure out in your system that you're using, how do you make it so when you have a lead that you haven't talked to, they keep popping up as a new lead for you or as a lead you haven't called yet. Does this make, anyone have questions on that? Does that make sense, guys? I don't, don't task yourself. Don't set a reminder. You want to have as few reminders as humanly possible. You want to have an automated way where you can pull up like a list, some CRMs call it, or a tag or something of the status where it's going to be new and you haven't made contact yet. That's rule number one. All right. Rule number two, let's talk about what happens if they do pick up the phone. So if they do pick up the phone or they respond to a text message, you have only three choices of possible outcomes. And this is the part where I think most agents miss it conceptually. It's not rocket science. There are only three things that could possibly happen. You go back and forth on a conversation and you book an appointment. That's number one. Appointment set. Number two, you go back and forth in a conversation and they go into a coma. 
Let me explain what a coma is. Has I hope none of you have actually ever had a family or friend in a coma. It must probably be a terribly horrible thing. I can't even imagine what that would be like. I've only seen it on TV. So I can talk about it in a much more light way because I have no personal connection to it. Has anyone seen on TV or in a movie, what happens when someone's in a coma in the hospital? What, 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 what do the family and friends do? Anybody? Connie, what do they do? Um, I think they keep talking to them, right? Do they? Yeah, Michael, take the box. They talk to him. They, they, they go to the hospital. Sing, pray. They sit by the bed. They pray. They, they whisper, I don't know if you can hear me, but I hope you're in there. Right? Like, you're ready. I'm here for you. This is the same thing you're going to do. So no lead. When I say no lead left behind, guys, no lead is ever lost unless they literally tell you to F off. In which case, I want you to consider that it's probably more about them and what's going on in their world than about you. And even then, I got still it yesterday. Yep, you got that yesterday. <laughs> that's that's their stuff. And 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 depending depending on my it made me laugh. Yeah, d- depending on my mood for the day, Connie. Like, if I'm glad it can make you laugh because if I'm having a hard day and someone tells me to f off, which doesn't happen very commonly, but if it does, I, if I'm in a stressed mood, I might be like, yeah. But if I'm calm, I just know it's about what's what they're going through. It's a cry for yeah. Help. It's not about you. It was I had to laugh because it was so silly. Anyway, yeah. Go back to that. Your Ah, we, we can go down. I mean, this is a good side note. Ready? I'm going to close all these loops. Don't worry, guys. Tony Robbins said at the event last week, there's only two ways to communicate. Two ways that human beings communicate. Anyone remembers this? Two ways to communicate. There's a loving communication and cries for help. Loving communication and cries for help. So as you're doing this follow-up, I want you to consider that. When people are responding back to you, they could be in a loving communication or if they're rude in any way, it's, pro- it's a cry for help. It's not about you. Right? And when I say cry for help, a cry for help typically looks like, ah, why are you calling me? Leave me alone. Ah, you agent. Right? That's a cry for help. That's something going on in their world. That's what I mean. So back to this with a coma, you're going you're gonna to have a conversation and you're either going to set an appointment with them, a face-to-face, a Zoom appointment. It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to set some sort of appointment or you're going to put them into a coma. No lead is ever thrown away in my world. No lead's ever lost. You put them in a coma and you might even have multiple ways of treating coma people. You might put them on a 12-month trip, a six-month trip, a, what, a 24-month trip, a don't talk to me ever again. I'm going to refer you to, <laughs> you know, I've actually got a friend that I could refer you to that specializes in long-term buyers. I can go connect you with them if, that's, if that sounds helpful to you, right? When you have someone really unrealistic and they're not going to change their expectations, refer them out to someone who specializes in long-term buyers. Anyway, uh, that's coma. Last one is follow-up. This is the only one where we're, well, appointment, we're setting a task to meet them. Coma, you're going to have some sort of tag or label in your CRM, which triggers an automated long-term campaign. And we ain't going to call them again on purpose. It's just the system is going to work them. And then this one, follow-up means we are setting an actual task. That's what follow-up is. There might be an automated plan, but you're going to calendar some sort of reminder for yourself in the future. So when Craig Chastain talks about, hey, I just do what my CRM tells me to do. It tells me that's how I make money. It tells me to talk to this person. You are telling it in advance what to do. When do you guys know more about a conversation that you just had? The moment you hang up the phone or a week later? When do you know more about it? As soon as you put your phone down from texting back and forth with someone or after a month goes by, when it pops up in their system and you're like, wait, what? What am I supposed to do with this person? I have no idea who they were. How many of you don't remember? I mean, it's 8.20 in the morning in California, and I guarantee at least one of you doesn't remember what you had for breakfast. Guaranteed. Okay? It's just, we don't. We don't, we don't know what it is. So 
Here's what we're going to do. In your CRM, you're going to pick one of the three options, right? Do not contact, follow-up appointment set. That's what we just went through. Do not contact, that's, that's coma. That's, that's the coma. Follow-up or setting a task, appointment set, that one's pretty obvious. So let's go through. This is how we handle it in our CRM. Do not contact. If you have a status, you're going to change the status. Some of your, you guys, your CRMs don't have statuses, but most of them do. New lead, uh, contacted, appointment set, that's your status. Status is the overall umbrella if you want to learn a little CRM school of thought, every single lead you have from when they go from lead to closing will pass through the majority of those statuses. That's how you know it's a status, right? If it's something that only some people will, will have, then it's not a status. That's a label or a tag. Then you're going to enter short notes. Remember when I said, when you know the, you know the most about it, the minute you get off the call. I have talked to some sales trainers who they believe the appropriate time to enter notes is at the end of a prospecting session. If that works for you, I'm okay with that also. You do an hour of calls, two hours of calls, even a day's worth of calls. You go back to the end of the day and you block off 20 minutes, 30 minutes for all of your updating the database from the day. Try it out. See if that works for you. I never do that. I always do it directly when I hang up the call, but I limit my time to like a minute or two. Don't spend 5, 10, 15 minutes. That's where you're going to get really inefficient. So short notes, you want to enter things that when you go to call them next time, they will be helpful for you. Again, I don't care if it's a buyer, a seller, or an agent you're trying to attract, whatever it is, you want things that are going to help you connect in the conversation, not details that don't matter, right? They said their dog Fluffy was at the vet. If that's important to next time you call them and the seller who's thinking of listing their house and they said, look, I, I'm, I'm, my dog's important to me and I'm not going to list my house till I figure out what's going on with my dog. You better write in the notes, dog fluffy at the vet, call back and see how fluffy's doing. But if they just tell you all these things and that is a totally irrelevant detail, don't put it in. If you talk to them for 20 minutes, don't put every detail. You want bullet points and you want to write it. You want to practice this. Write it in a way that you are giving instructions to yourself when you pick up the phone next time to call them or text. Like I give myself specific instructions. So like I will say, next time you call, read Facebook Messenger thread to review the fact that they were having XYZ happen and then tell them XYZ. Like I, I plan what I'm going to do a week from now or a month from now because I know in that moment, I already know what I'm going to do. I tell myself then, so when I get to it next time, it tells me exactly what to do. I have zero thinking later on. Thinking, thinking hurts, thinking bad, okay? Think in the moment, be done with it, move on. Katie asked a really good question. She said, if you book an appointment and they don't show, do you put them into coma status? That depends, right? We have a confirmation process. I'm going to teach you in a few minutes. Let's go through the confirmation process and we'll look at why they're no showing. Probably I would try to rebook that appointment before dropping them into coma. I would probably try to rebook that appointment a few times before saying they're, they're in coma status. All right. So do not contact. We're going to change the status, enter short notes, and add all appropriate tags. Some of y'all use a ton of tags and labels. They're like, they're looking for a three-bedroom house tag for that. This subdivision tag for that. I don't care how you do it. Whatever your internal system is, that's a whole separate conversation. Use some sort of tag so you can later on, if you want to search for like people who are looking for single levels, you can go find all those people or whatever it is. Okay. Follow-up. You're going to ask permission while you're either on the phone and text. If you get to the end of a natural conversation and they say to you, you know, sounds interesting, but I'm going to be selling like a year and a half from now. You're going to ask permission to follow up, which sounds like this. Hey, is it okay if I follow up with you down the road? Is it okay if I follow up with you down the road? That's all you say. I say that in text or I say it out loud. They're nine times out of 10 going to say yes, unless you've been a total 
jerk on the phone or you miss the mark completely, they're going to say, sure, why not? Then ask when is a good time. When, when's a good time to follow up? Sometimes they're like, I don't know, like five o'clock. You're like, no, no. I mean like, like how long in the future? Right? I mean, like, do you want me to call you like in a week and a month and a year? I don't usually prompt them. I usually just say, when's a good time to follow up? And if they need a little help, I will prompt them with a couple options and whatever they tell you, cut it in half. Raise your hand if you've heard that before. No, not many of you. Okay. So whatever they tell you, cut it in half. We're moving in a year and a half. Cool. Call them back in seven months because their plans always change. Always. And if you have an intuition, as you do this longer, you will develop a spidey sense. Anyone of you comic book fans out there, a spidey sense. Or even though they said a year and a half, you're like, I should call this person in a month. I should call them in two months. Just follow your gut. Always. Until your pipeline gets so full that you can't possibly, you get too many people, you're like, you can't call them all next week. If you're brand new in the biz, don't ever set a reminder out for further than a month. Just start calling once a month. Just make friends. Just call and be friendly. Like, hey, I know you're not moving for a year and a half. I, I just, I just, you popped in my head. I just want to give you a call. Call them once a month to see be helpful for a year. That will be your client by the time they're ready to move. Make sense, guys? All right. Here's the next one. Or you can set a reminder task for yourself no more than 21 days out. This is because the human brain resets every three weeks. I don't have time to go through the science behind why that's true. Just know that it's true. The human brain resets every three weeks. So if you're trying to build rapport and follow up with someone and you're setting a reminder to talk to them more than three weeks out and you don't have a good history with that person, there's a high likelihood they will have no idea who you are when you call again. But if you set it for three weeks, they probably will have a much better chance of remembering. And your own brain has an attention span of about four minutes, which is less than a goldfish somewhere between 37 seconds and four minutes. So those of you still with me 26 minutes into this call, rock on, you're doing great. Is this more fun than you thought it was going to be? Right? Okay, cool. So last one, I got a couple here. We'll wrap this up. Appointment set. Here's the template I use. And Zach, if you want to like cut and paste this from the email I sent to Rents and posted in the Facebook group, because I cut and paste this into my CRM. These are the details that I want to have when I book an appointment. We used to use this with our ISAs. So the agents going on the appointments would know what to book, but Use it for yourself. If you can answer all of these questions as a buyer, this is a buyer template. Seller is a little different, but like you got all the details you need to go on that appointment and be prepared. This should be pretty straightforward. Anyone got questions on this? All right. So you can email or text directly out of the CRM guys. And I literally like to set my event reminders right out of the CRM because that way I've got a record of it. It comes out. I got a template in there. I put where you want the location. You want to make the address clickable, right? So even though I send this out as an email from my system, I'm also going to text them the exact same thing. And when I text them, make sure the address comes up clickable in your text. So it's like a hyperlink so they can click on it and easily navigate to where you're going to meet them. Make sense, guys? All right. Description. If you're doing this as a public event that's going to get sent to them, make sure you're writing things that's okay for the client to see. Don't put some internal note like going to meet this this you know guy who was kind of rude about this stupid property and it goes out to them. That's a right. Be careful about that. Make sure you know what's public and what's private, and set the calendar event for a one-hour event. If you really think you can do it in 30 minutes, book it for for 30 minutes, but don't do it longer than an hour. Make sure you're very detail-oriented. You send someone a calendar invite for like a three-hour event. They're like, well, I'm not going to meet this person. Make sure you set it for something realistic. All right. The appointment confirmation process. Ready, Katie? In a minute or less. Starting 24 hours before your appointment and ending right up to two hours before the appointment, you start checking in with them. You want to confirm it. And you want to have some sort of status internally, especially if you have an ISA, to, to mark that it's been confirmed. The day before, I reach out. Hey, looking forward to meeting you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Does 12 o'clock still work for you? Question mark. 
I'm looking for a response in the confirmation process. Are we still on? Are we still on? And I don't do it every hour, but the day before, if I don't hear from them a little later, I call them, I text them, I email them, I video text them up until two hours before. If we haven't heard from them two hours before, I assume it's canceled. Sometimes I'll still go if I'm open and just hope that they're going to show. But like, if they don't respond, then eh, something's going on. Day of the appointment, I'm now sending a reminder text. This is not a confirmation. This one is just a, hey, it's nine o'clock now. I'm looking forward to talking to you at 12 o'clock, right? Here's the link to, to join the Zoom with me. Here's the address we're going to again, hyperlink to click on. I, and for bonus points, send a video message followed by the text-based version of the same thing. It builds rapport, gets them to see you. Hey, I'm wearing a blue shirt. Look for me at Starbucks. All right, see you at the Starbucks. And then send the text-based version. Looking forward to seeing you at noon. It might feel like overkill, but I'm telling you, this is where the magic happens. By the time you get there, you've already separated yourself. You've made their life so easy. They're going to love you before you get there. Okay? And that's it. That's what we had for the day. Gosh, I'm spot on for time. That's pretty impressive for making that up at 11 o'clock last night. Any questions before we wrap? We got one minute. Any important questions? How are we feeling? All right. I want you to take that. And if you have questions, engage with me in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. Ask me questions there. You guys got my info. You can book on my calendar, but ask the questions in the group so we can all help each other. So we can all grow. This is to me, I believe one of the most important parts to real estate, because if you do follow up right, and it doesn't take that much effort, it's just really easy, consistent things. By the time you get there, they already love you. They don't know how many homes you sold. They don't care about any of that. It's all just about, you are, they already have this perception of you. Here's how we'll end. We're right at the bottom of the hour. Here's how we'll end. You ready? My mom taught me this lesson back when I was in school years ago. How many people have ever been in school? Raise your hand. Hey, everybody. Good. So remember when you're in school, you got your first day of school. You have a choice in your first day of school. You can sit in the classroom and laugh with your friends and throw things around and be disruptive. And the teacher's going to decide that... Write you off first day. Or you can sit in class day one, sit in the front, be engaged, just be like, all right, the teacher's going to love you. After that, you can do whatever you want. You can mess around. The teacher doesn't, doesn't matter. The teacher already thinks you're a good student. It's about setting that initial impression. That is what follow-up does for you. When you do it this way, it makes the rest of your job a heck of a lot easier. Enjoy your day, guys. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.